Hello, welcome to another episode of the Cheap Shot Wrestling Podcast. I'm Matt Bass. I'm here with Ben Bowles, and this is episode number 56. Hey. We, we've really made it. We've made it. We're still really consistent. Still consistent. We're still yeah. doing it. Still happy that we've uh, managed to make this an actual routine. Well, and also in the space of two weeks when we've kept it up, WWE have also kept it up and had two pay per views. Yes. In the space of about two weeks. Yeah, within the space of seven days. <laughs> <laughs> which and they felt very prepared for. Well, it's weird because they, they only prepared one match prior to SummerSlam yeah. for payback. Um, and even then it wasn't really... And it was only like half a match. It was like they'd come up with the idea of doing a women's tag tile match, but they hadn't decided who the challenges were going to be. Exactly. Um, in the end, it's amazing. For a show that only had a week's build... Absolutely. Um, it actually... Put, they did a good job with that show. I was pleasantly surprised with pretty much every match on the card yeah where you're going through it thinking like we've just had SummerSlam, mm. biggest event of the summer and <laughs> biggest kind of, party of the summer biggest party of the summer <laughs> and then coming into this i had no I've, i think it helped that i had very low expectations i don't know about you <laughs> no i did have low expectations um unlike other shows that have been like in the past i might it comes to mind is um Backlash, I want to say 2018, maybe something like that. It's the one that was like when they started doing the Saudi shows and they did that backlash, and it was like a week after or a week before the Saudi show. Oh no, wasn't it a week after? It was a week then? after the Saudi show, and they had planned nothing for it. And then that's when everyone got stuck, isn't it? Uh, no, I think it was a different one. Was that that a different they got stuck, one? stuck. What happened was with that was they had this idea of having Roman versus um, Samoa Joe. Oh, and. Roman, I think, had the title, yeah, and he lost the match, so he lost his belt. But he still had the match with Samojo in the main event, and it was non-title because there was no neither of them were a champion. So the main event was Samojo versus Roman Reigns, where people were booing it, <laughs> and it went on ages. And then as soon as the bell rang, they cut to the audience to see them all immediately stand up and walk off, and people started <laughs> chanting "Beat the traffic" and stuff like that. It was, it was insane. Jesus. Um, it's, but that's what I thought it might end up being like. But yeah. then I thought, well, actually, there's no people there. So they, that element of it is taken out. Yeah. Um, but also, I thought it was a genuinely entertaining show. But we'll was, get, yeah. we will get into talking yeah, about we'll payback. Into so we're going into detail about that. Um, f- before I get into any more details about what, what we're going to talk about this week, uh, first, of all, first, first of all, even <laughs> if I can speak properly... <laughs> Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at CSW Pod, which is also the same on Instagram. If you want to follow Ben on Twitter, it's at Ring Review PW. Uh, if you want to look back to any of our old podcasts, you can go to cswrestlingpodcast.com uh, or go to Acast or Apple Podcasts uh, or wherever you get your podcasts apart from Spotify. Uh, <laughs> one day. One day. One day we'll have Spotify. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we've got quite a few things to talk about this week. Obviously, we're going to talk about Payback, which we just mentioned. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in NXT, so we're going to talk about that at some point in the show. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, our theories around retribution, about what we think, who's leading it, you know, who might be in it, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, and also, we're going to talk about the various returns and departures. We seem to do this every week now. This has become no. a regular, it's become a segment on the show where people have gone, people have come back. Yeah. It's a regular thing, but it's worth talking about. It's worth it? talking about. Some of them are really good and some of them are, you well, know, surprising and things like that. Some of them are tying into storylines already. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about the various people and um, show shows. Um, that are gone. <laughs> show shows. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about Maro, Brock Lesnar. Wade Barrett, Sami Zayn, and Big Show Show. 
from Netflix. The Big Big Show Show. The Big Big Show Show. The Big Show Show. The Big Big Show Show. Brought to you by <laughs> Net Netflix Flicks Netflix. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about all those things. Um, okay, so we'll first start off with Payback, which was last Sunday night, live from the WWE Thunderdome. Love it. Um, <laughs> Absolutely love it still. Still good. It's still good. funny. It's still it's good. still good. <laughs> it's still relevant too. Um, I didn't even plan that. <laughs> <laughs> it comes to me whenever I think of the word thunder. Do you know what? Actually, it just feels so natural. I noticed this from the from the pre-shows. Yeah, that even they've started kind of making a joke out of the name Thunder. So you saying they're ripping you off? I think they're ripping me off. They're ripping you they off. They haven't quite gone to the effort of putting echo on their voices. Yeah, and they've, yelling, not, they've but, not reverbed. But they, they've been saying, you know, we're here in the WWE Thunderdome, and I'm like. They're making a point out of saying it's Thunderdome like, in a weird way that's triumphant. It's like, well, we were doing that before you. We were doing that ages ago. Uh, we recognise that uh, gimmick infringement is a thing. Yeah. If, they, if they want to recognise it, then that's fine. But we, we're seeing it from so our side. As long as they don't start putting loads of reverb or echo on their if, voice, it's fine. If I hear Greg Hamilton be reverbed, I'm going to kick <laughs> off. Anyway, payback. Uh, <laughs> it was a good show overall. What I like did we you said, think of it? Well, like we said before, I was pleasantly surprised by how good the matches were. Also, like... I, there wasn't a single match on the card throughout the entire night that I think went on too long. Yes. Yeah, I agree There was no that. match that I thought, okay. like None of the matches were dragging, especially the main event. Yeah. I, I worried the main event would go on too long. Especially when... Well, we'll get to the main event in a sec, actually, because I was going to say something then that I thought, yes. no, I can talk about that in a sec. Yeah. But there are parts of it that was kind of like, oh, this means it's going to go on for like, yeah. 30 minutes. I was like, mm. God. But it didn't. So... Um, oh, we're going through a rundown of the matches. So the pre-show had... Um, the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan defeated the Iconics in a tag team match. Um, then on the main show, we had Bobby Lashley winning the United States Championship from Apollo Crews by submission. Yeah. Um, Big E defeated Sheamus uh, in a 12-minute match, which is... That's the only match I looked at and thought, I think this is going on a bit long. That was probably the only match. Because it also felt like a SmackDown match. It just felt like a match that shouldn't yeah. be on pay-per-view. I think whenever I, see Sha- whenever I see Sheamus in a singles match, for no title, I feel like it's just... You could just put this on SmackDown. Also, why has Sheamus decided he's just not going to dress like a bell end? How do you mean? He's wearing a silly hat and suspenders and shit. Like he's in like oh, yeah. Peaky Blinders he or looks, something. But he looks like he's in like a bad knockoff version of Peaky Blinders, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, Sitting I, in a, an Irish pub, you know, <laughs> and it's like, no one's dressed like that ever. <laughs> no, like, no one dresses like that for real. No one, yeah, exactly. I, so um, they, I agree with you, actually. That was probably the only match in the card that I thought. He did one pub brawl and suddenly he's, he's dressing like a pillock. Suddenly he's Mr. Pub. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but moving on, so, uh, Matt Riddle defeated King Corbin. Um, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax won the women's tag team titles from Bailey and Sasha Banks uh, in a match that ended in a really cool way. Uh, that was actually probably... Shayna's submission on both, both Bailey and Sasha was and then, really cool. And then using Sasha to finish the submission off. Yes, yeah. Fantastic. It was great. Like, that's the kind of creativity you want to see out of a submission person. Like, you don't just want them to be like, oh, they do the, the choke lock and they tap out and da-da-da. That was... She did of... something really cool and creative with it. Yeah, that was also one of my favourite matches on the card. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. The only thing... My I... only thing, I was going to say... The promo it's... at the end? Promo at the end. Yeah. Nia Jax pisses me the fuck off. And I put this on on Twitter saying something like Naya is so irritating it's unreal or something yeah. like that she can't and someone, help it someone commented it saying well clearly she's doing her job properly and I'm like 
I just thought, I didn't write it because I couldn't be bothered to reply, but my thought was, she's not doing a job right if my view is not, ooh, boo, but my reaction is, oh, fuck this, I'm turning it off. Yeah, it is. That's not the reaction. You, you, being a heel is a fine line between go away heat yeah. and good heat. I and wanna... the thing is, like, when it's good heat, you can't wait to see someone beat the shit out of that person. But with Nia Jax, I don't want to see people beat the shit out of her. I just yeah. don't want her on my TV, it's... which is a completely different thing altogether. There is a little thing about that where it's like, I want to boo you. I shouldn't want to not see you. Yeah. I, if I just think, I don't want to see you around here. It's just annoying. Also, I think... also and the way she reacted in that thing after the match, when she was like going weird in the camera and all that, and just yelling. And I was like... You just wanted to sort of Please like... Please stop. Shut up. Like it was I just wanted like, to see Shayna go up to her and choke her out. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah, I was kind of... The thing is, when I saw the end Although of that match... that would go against my previous thought of wanting to see her being beaten up. Because it, I mainly wanted her to be choked out, not because I want to see her being beaten up. I wanted just so she'd be, be quiet. Just so that she passes out and shuts the fuck up. <laughs> um, but it was yeah. like, I agree. I can chuck in Shayna a little bit here as well, because I feel like... Also, they're just as a team reaction at the end. Just I was kind of hoping. I was kind of hoping for a reaction of Baszler takes both belts yeah. and refuses to give Nia one. Yeah, I assume that Shane is supposed to be a babyface, right? I don't know. This is the other thing. I have no idea. Like, it's quite obvious that Nia is supposed to be the irritating heel, right? Yeah. I get that. But Shayna, I think she's supposed to be a babyface. I think, and but- it's supposed to be a kind of odd couple thing of the the kind of tweener babyface type person and the heel. See, yeah, I viewed it as two heels who are teamed up together, but also two heels that don't like each other. But it hasn't been properly um, acknowledged where we stand with Shayna. Yeah. So, as far as we're aware, was she still Shayna, the woman who bit Becky Lynch, right? So, in our mind, right? And then mm. you've got Nia, who's just a fucking annoying person, right? Yeah. And then they're going up against the golden role models. You know, Sh- uh, yeah. and, uh, Bailey and Sasha. So it's like, is this a heel on heel match, or is Sasha, sorry, Shayna, supposed to be the baby? Fo- I have no idea. Yeah, but good match though, and yeah. I just don't think they should have done the promo after. No, they shouldn't have. Been. I, Not I unless sh- they were going to do something worthwhile with it, but they didn't. It also feels weird having Shayna say things like, "Let's go party." It's like, no, no. What the hell? Also, why are you have why? You know, Jessamine Duke and uh, Marina Shafir. Yeah are down in underground. They're, they're there at the arena doing raw underground. Yeah. Why is Shayna not walking around with them? Because she was doing stuff with them in underground before, but now suddenly Shayna walks around by herself having interactions with Nia Jax. I'm friends with Nia Jax now. Why haven't the other two been yeah. there with Shayna backing her up and being like, oh, you want to go, Nia? Yeah. Girls, let's go. Yeah, it'd be really, <laughs> do you know what? It'd be really funny if they started moving into. We'll talk about the other matches in a minute. But yeah, we will do. <laughs> there's just a lot about this because I yeah, really no, like there is this. stuff to talk about with this match. Though, I really it? liked this match, and it was just that. Yeah, it's like I I totally get this whole Jessamine Duke and just completely just dis- they're all they've just gone and they're on Raw Underground. Yeah, now. but it's like I feel like they could do a thing where if Shayna just walked off with both belts and was like, "I'm not giving you one. I beat both of them." Yeah, so I'm taking. The belts. I, be- I yeah, I checked out both of them. Yeah, so I'm taking the belts. Yeah. And then it being a thing of like, she just gives it to one of them. Well, she gives it to two of them, but not as like their champions now. She just sort of gives it to them of like, they deserve it more than you do. Yeah. And that's the whole story. And then those two feud. So it's Shayna the badass versus Nia Jax the bad heel. Yeah. It just, it would have worked better. But anyway, it was like, it was still... We'll see where it goes, that tag team, because it's obviously not going to last very long. No, but it Um, was, but they put on a good match, all of them. Yeah. Um, Keith Lee... 
defeated Randy Orton. It was clean as a whistle. It was, wasn't it? You know, and I think it's great to see because it's great to see Keith actually winning a match like that. Yeah. Um, against someone like Randy Orton. Someone who's quite... Randy Orton's quite prominent at the moment. I saw a thing about how Randy Orton hadn't lost two matches in the same... Two pay-per-view matches in the same month for 10 years or something. Holy crap. He'd never lost two on the trot in the same month of, uh, you know, pay-per-view. And obviously, pay-per-view don't normally happen two in a month. Or they didn't used to anyway. They didn't used to as often. As often. But, um, you know, in the last few years, there's been situations where you've had... You know, Saudi shows and yeah. things like that, as well, that, well as other shows. And, you know, sometimes having two pay-per-views in the same month, that happens more often than not these days. It also tots up how many pay-per-view wins Randy Orton actually has. Mm. So you think even then, just the fact that Keith Lee's actually beaten him clean. And Randy Orton's in the middle of like a fairly prominent feud yeah. on Raw. So all of a sudden, Keith Lee's coming And then he and loses it. at SummerSlam to a roll-up or whatever it was. I think it was a roll-up. And then he loses to Keith Lee clean as a whistle. Great. Great for Keith. Great for Keith. Wish it's great to see Keith getting this kind of um, push. It's yeah, great. I think it's also... It's 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 undermined by shit music. Shit music. And, I mean, his attire is improving slightly. Yeah, the attire is improved. It's, but yeah. But the, the, the music still is the thing that gets me and still irritates me. And I cannot it, get over it. And I have to take off my headphones when I'm watching it. We just thought, like, it would be a thing of... If they're going to change... The, we talked about this earlier. Is that If they're going to change the music, change it completely. Yes. Don't hack... Like you said it earlier. Just don't hack off the end of it. Because it, it always makes me happy when I hear the first bit. And then it goes... And it just goes... Whatever. Generic rock Generic music. rock music. I just go, oh, fuck off. And take the headphones out. <laughs> um... Anyway, <laughs> but that is annoying. It is annoying, yeah. but it was a really good match. Good it was match. Six for and a half minutes long. It wasn't a long match, but Keith got the job done, and you know it was a really good match. And yeah. I was very impressed by that. Another match I was very impressed by: Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio defeat Seth Rollins and Murphy. Dominic Mysterio, uh, you have your views on Dominic, but I think something we can both agree on is that. Um, He's been very impressive. His work in, rate. in the ring. Yeah, he's, he's been very good. The things he's able to do. And he's got good music. He has got good music. <laughs> the, the, he does things that I am genuinely amazed by. Yeah. He, he also, this is my issue is that he doesn't look like he's able to do these things. Yeah. But I have this kind of like outdated Vince view. You're, you're Kevin Nash in that promo for with CM Punk where he's like, hit the gym, hit the weights get a clue <laughs> he doesn't need to like it's not necessarily about getting like huge yeah he just needs to be in some form of shape yeah because it's getting to a point now where i just think i think he needs to be you know he needs to be a bit more defined in the way he looks yeah and like you know? i'm not going to go into the realms of like body shaming the guy it's no, just more i think just as a wrestler there's a sort of aesthetic thing you look at when you see people and you go yeah yeah but some people some people it doesn't matter yeah. some people it's perfectly fine if they don't have defined muscles but considering that he's a kind of skinny guy anyway yeah and maybe you shouldn't be shirtless well it's it, not just yet but it's like but it also doesn't help in that match that he's up against buddy murphy mm. who's fucking huge yes for someone who's a cruiserweight he's, he's, he's a cruiserweight and he's not massively tall but he's jacked he's as fuck huge and like, seth is as well seth is yeah. crossfit jesus and all that seth, isn't he you know like seth's in good shape i think if if dominic was to aim for like to you know get a body a bit like seth yeah building up to that size because seth can still high fly like crazy because that's what blew my mind about yeah. dominic in that match yeah is the insane amount of sort of Lucha Libre style maybe matches he was able once, to pull off. Maybe once he 
I mean, presumably he's going to take up the name Prince Mysterio because that's a trademarked it's, name. And, you know, if we've learned anything from the past, it's when they've trademarked a name, you've got to think at some point in the future they're going to do it. Yeah. We don't know when. It was a bit like Shorty G. Mm. You know, they, they trademarked that name where everyone went, oh, fuck, that's what they're going to do with Chad Gable. Yeah. And then we thought, maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. Maybe they've just done it just to be on the safe side. And then they did. <laughs> so I think he'll probably end up being Prince Mysterio. And if he does, maybe you'll be masked and wearing like a... Like, like, what I loved was Seth's Halloween Havoc '98. Was '98? It, it was. Yeah, it was. It mimicked on, uh, the, the, the purple full body suit yes. that Ray wore at Halloween Havoc, um, with the question marks all over it, and um, Seth's uh, homage to that. Oh, it was so that, that gear. But when I think of that gear, that's why I imagine a Prince Mysterio to wear, like a full body thing with the the mask and everything. Yeah. He'll end up looking like one of the one of the um, Lucha House Party, but taller. Yeah, very tall. But it's I think I'd love that Prince Mysterio leading the Lucha House Party as his little <laughs> men around him. <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> if anyone's confused, by the way, Rey Mysterio stands for. King... He'll be called Los Retribution. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but it's like he's. It's King of Mystery, isn't it? Essentially, yes. that's the name. King Mystery. Yeah. So it's like Mystery King. Rey Mysterio. Yeah. So calling him Prince. What is Prince in Spanish? I'm not entirely sure oh, if it's going to uh, make any much sense. But I don't know. It maybe didn't sound cool enough, so they went for Prince. Well, there's like... Um, uh, I want to say that El Helio. Helo. Oh. You know, like Del Fantasma. El Helo Del Fantasma. Yes. Like El Helo means like child of or something like that. I, or son of. Son or of, yeah. Son of. And which some people were thinking he might end up being called. This is before Fantasma came around. That people mm. were thinking maybe when Dominic does debut, he'll be called like El Helo Del Mysterio or something like it, that. It's kind of cool. What is it? In Spanish. It's Principe. Principe Mysterio. It's a bit long. Mm. And you can just have, because the one syllable of just Prince Mysterio. Like yeah. Ray Mysterio. Prince Mysterio kind of works yeah. better, I think. Principe. But anyway, yeah. So Dominic Mysterio, I think, has been very good. And um, yes. I'm very... Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next. And maybe he... I think he does something... That, there is something off of just about the way he looks. Not... I, in my personal opinion, I'm not really fussed by no, his doesn't. physical, like, body shape and things like that. But, like... There's something off about the look. There's just I'm something... not quite sure what it is. I, I think... don't know whether he needs to grow his hair or something and just make it something needs to change. It just at the moment it looks a bit too like he's a baby face, but he's yeah. literally a baby face. Like he looks like he has a baby face. Yeah. And it's something quite childish to the way he looks. I sort of think he needs a bit of grit. He needs like a beard or something. He just I... needs something that kind of makes him look a little bit less like Rey Mysterio's son he and more to... like Dominic Mysterio. If yeah, that makes sense. he needs to look less civilian. Yes, he looks because he's like I said, he's got the ring gear. The ring gear is fantastic, but he needs to look less civilian. Mm, I think we're yeah. very used to seeing him because he, he weeks needs to weeks. look less like someone who's just come out of the crowd. Yeah, because he, he needs to actually look like a WWE superstar. And I think it's just the star factor isn't quite there yet. Yeah, um, the ring gear was a step in the right direction, but there's like you said, there's something missing. I can't be picky and say it's something about his body or his. Yeah. It, I think we're both in that same camp of there's just one thing missing. Yeah. So whether he finds that or not, we don't know. But yeah, yeah, his ring work is just exceptional. Yeah. So the last match on the card was Roman Reigns 
versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman for the Universal title in a no-holds-barred triple threat match, which to me made no fucking sense because triple threats are always no DQ. Yeah. So, so they're always no-holds-barred. So anyway. It was a triple threat match. It was a triple threat match. <laughs> yeah. um, and so we have, I think we're kind of, kind of merging into the next topic here, which we'll mm. kind of go into a bit more with Roman. So Roman is now allied with Paul Heyman. Yes. Um, he's a Paul Heyman guy. He's officially. a Paul Heyman guy. And which I thought was a great reveal when they did that on SmackDown last week. Yeah, I thought that was good. Um, having it being like, that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. And then like pan out and see Heyman's grinning face. Believe that. And then him just sort of staring at Roman like, he's mine now. <laughs> he's my boy. He's my boy. And I'm proud of him. <laughs> but... um. You know, it's sort of, uh, I think it's a really interesting thing, like taking Roman and actually making him into heel yeah. Roman. We've seen heel Roman within the shield, but we've not actually seen a properly heel guy. Like, like, we're going for this. He's the bad guy. Yeah. You know, he is. like doing that and having him team with Paul Heyman and stuff. Like, we haven't actually seen that yet. So it'll be interesting to see how they move on with that. Yeah. And he did some cool, like, there were some things in the match that also hinted towards him being heel Roman. Yeah. Like, him coming out really late in the match. Yes. Signing his contract on the ramp. Like people saying like, is it a heel turn or is Heyman basically doing a face turn? Like, what is this? Like, it's like, no, it is a heel turn because if Roman was still a face, he wouldn't have come out two minutes before the end of the match. Yeah. And tried to take advantage like he did. Oh, and he low like, blows. He would Bray have Wyatt. come out right at the beginning as well. Yeah. Like, and he, he kicks the he kicks the fiend in his jubblies, kicks him yeah. right in the penis. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and he came up with the chair. Now, before he came out, yeah, we saw a holy shit moment when they did the the ring collapse. Oh my god! And yeah. Charles Robinson's bump was amazing. Oh my god! It, it <laughs> he, was it so was like, good. It's funny because like when it kind of collapses it collapses and then they think i need to fall out of the ring but he was at the kind of bit which was still up yeah so it all falls backwards and then he sort of jumps over the ropes he does like he jumps backwards like and you just disappears you're like fuck what happened to charles robinson it was like a sort of assisted moonsault so he sort of does like a backwards flip on the using the top rope but then like you say he just vanishes little nature he's always <laughs> one to take the bumps when he needs to <laughs> absolute drama queen love him um but yeah so that was um payback i mean it was a really good show i thought overall yeah um, it was... some really good action some great performances from various people only a couple of small just kind like... of minor things that are like nia Jax just being irritating and just fiddly and details little details but overall, I thought it was a very good show, especially considering the lack of preparation they had for it. Oh, I know, yeah. So, so going, I think it helped. It shows how much the Thunderdome really helps because oh, yeah. if that had been done in the performance center, people were always talking about before, like, oh, you need to have a cinematic match on the card because being in a performance center for the whole show is just not good enough. Whereas now you've got the Thunderdome, so that's just like normal pay per views. Yeah, we can do normal you matches. Just do normal pay per views. You don't have to do cinematic matches every time. Yeah, you know. I can do it when we need to do it, not just because we feel like we have to. Yeah. And it also, I feel like as as a, as a whole event, I mean, I feel like I kind of knew who was going to win some of the matches, but mm. not in a not in a kind of predictable, that's kind of boring kind of way. It's the match. It's the people I wanted to win. Yes. So I was like, it was a satisfying pay-per-view to watch. Yeah. We knew that we also knew that Roman was going to walk away with the Universal Championship. Yeah. He had to. He had to. And I'm really happy he did. Yeah. Because even though it does mean, I think I think Braun Strowman to me, now I could be wrong on this, 
but I think he's the longest running transitional champion <laughs> WWE have <laughs> ever had. Because he was put in at the last minute yep. to take Roman's spot in the WrestleMania match against Goldberg. He won that match. And we were like, okay, well, he's got it for a period of time before he drops it to someone else who's more important that they've actually put some thought behind, right? Mm-hmm. And then he just held it for ages and ages. And they went, well, I guess we'll just do this stuff with Bray until Roman comes back. And then they put the title on Bray. So Bray, I think, is the shortest transitional champion they've ever had. He's only had it because he only he had, had it for... It for uh, seven days. He hit, yeah, because he had it on. He won on August twenty third. He won it. He won it in the main event at SummerSlam, yep. and then he lost it in the main event of Payback. It was one week later. Literally seven days. Literally so seven August twenty third. He he won it, and might August thirtieth he lost it. He might even be to the hour, like to the minute. They, they, I really want it. to know if how close it is yeah, to how the actual exactly minute. Seven days long. Um. Oh, but dear. it's a very short transitional champion in Bray Wyatt. But I think it was really good that they didn't have Bray take the pin. So yeah, same. It doesn't make sense for the Fiend to also lose out. No, and I think I don't know what's next for Roman. Whether they're going to do Roman and Fiend, or would they do Roman and Braun. Uh, I'd like to see Roman and Braun, just because I don't want to see Fiend going for the title anymore. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. No. Should have him to start spooking out Alexa Bliss and doing working on that whatever the fuck that is what they're doing with alexa but i know i mean and by that i don't take that in a bad way when i say whatever the fuck that is but where's it going i don't know where it's going yeah it could be really cool what they try and do with alexa like completely freshen up her character with this new fiend thing yeah um so it'd be really interesting to see what happens there but i hope that that's what they go with in terms of the next storyline progression for Bray. Yeah, I really um, hope there is a... And they a... develop whatever that is with, with Alexa, and then they have him, like, feud with someone new, yeah. you know? Because he doesn't need the championship de- to develop as a character. No, so no. him chucking in Alexa kind of throws that... It throws a spanner in the works, but in a good way. It's I know what you mean. It's like you sort of go, where the fuck's it going? Not in a bad way. I want to see where it ends up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on to our next topic now. We'll talk about uh, the various departures um, and returns in WWE. Um, We'll start off with the headline, the big news. Big Show Show has been cancelled. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, if you've been been following the series, oh, it was going so well. So many highs. I would make jokes about it, but I genuinely haven't seen it and have no way of being able to make a relevant joke about it. I haven't seen it once. I think that's the best joke you can make about it. I can't physically make a reference. I was going to make a joke joke. about, like, oh, what is going to happen with, I don't know, Sophie or whatever the characters' names are. And and I'd be like, oh, God. But I don't know their names. I know Big Show's a character. I don't know what's going to happen to Big Paul White. Oh, yeah. What's going to go down with the thing that he Papa was involved Paul with? Papa Paul or whatever his name is. And that. I mean, there's no surprises there, really. I don't know. Yeah, it's not a surprise. It's um, who a rubbish... Like, who came up with the idea? Who commissioned it? Why did Netflix pay money for it? I yeah. don't get it. There's a lot of open questions there of like... How did this make it to air? I don't understand. It happens to other shows. There's, there's With American shows in general... Um, so not typically with wrestlers in them, but there'll be a show that premieres in the UK. Mm. Um, it'll be from the US. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, uh, E4 have got it. Yeah, it'll be on some like E4 or ITV2 or and, something. Yeah. Uh, the pilot airs and you go, oh, I might have a look into this show, see what happens. And then you realise, you look at it and you go, oh, it's already been cancelled. It's already been cancelled, yeah. They show the first episode like they go, hey, brand new show. Yeah. Such and such thing starring so and so. 
And then you're like, okay, cool. Watch the first episode. Like, oh, this is all right. And you look it up and find out that it, there are only 10 episodes because yeah. it got cancelled mid-season. It's like, already gone. Okay, well, what's the point then? Yeah, it's like, it happens. And then like, but then when I heard about the show, I was confused about yeah. why it was on Netflix. Like, why Netflix? You said, why would Netflix? It feels like a this? WWE network show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It feels like something they would put on the network, but they knew that it wouldn't actually draw anyone into the network. Because who the hell's going to be like, do you know what? I wasn't really convinced by the thousands of hours of old wrestling from the last 50 years of wrestling. And I wasn't really brought in by the, you know, $10, £10 pay-per-views every week. Yeah. And there being multiple pay-per-views every month. That didn't really bring me in. But then they said there was a sitcom starring Big Show. And I was like, I have to get it. <laughs> I have to pay nine ninety nine. Yeah. I just can't avoid it. They but... knew that that wasn't a case. No one was ever saying that, no, right? No, I think it's an attempt at trying to Let's, mainstream themselves that's yeah. all it was it Let's was getting wwe onto netflix that's all it is but um, yeah and it obviously fails obviously fails yeah oh bless him anyway poor old big show may the big big show show it's all right. rest rest it in, means in that, peace it means the big show can turn heel or face again whatever he is at the moment <laughs> no he shouldn't come back he shouldn't come back. <laughs> um but let's go on to the serious ones uh Brock Lesnar is currently not under contract with WWE and they've taken his merch off the shop. It's just gone. Yeah, it's just it's gone. gone. Also, I want to, I just, I'm offended. As much as like a few years ago, yeah. the idea of someone saying, oh yeah, Brock Lesnar's contract just ran out accidentally and they just haven't signed him. I mean, what? He's just gone. I, I I'd just... be uh, overjoyed if I heard that a few years ago and I still kind of am because I'm not, re- I couldn't give a fuck whether Brock's in WWE or not. I yeah. don't really think he draws that many people in anymore. I just, I just I... don't. I think when he initially came back, it was like, shit, all these people of my generation who used to watch wrestling in the early 2000s are like, fuck, Brock Lesnar's back. Yes, yeah. I want to watch wrestling again. But now it's like, yeah, Brock's still in WWE. He's been doing it for eight years now. I haven't seen him in the ring for like five months, but he's here apparently. Yeah. So like, oh, okay. And his matches are very formulaic at this point. No, you're not. <laughs> Watch all, one Brock match. You've watched them all. All of his matches felt like towards the end of his this stint of his mm. WWE career. All of his matches felt very contract based. Yeah. Like, like oh, you're only allowed to do a certain amount of moves on Brock. Oh, Brock has to do this many German suplexes on you. It always felt like that. It was just like they get in the match, the bell rings, they run into a corner. He starts punching them. He takes them to the ground. He grabs them by the waist. German, 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 German. F5, F5, pin. Yeah. One, two, three. That was pi- every match. Sprinkle a couple of pins and near falls in the middle yeah. there, and then that's Sprinkle it. Sprinkle in a couple of like, oh, is he going to fight back? Oh, no, he lost. Yeah. And then Brock <laughs> Brock getting beaten up a tiny bit, and then it being F5, 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 three count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not too upset if Brock never comes back. But one thing that is getting on my tits is this idea that Brock Lesnar is going to go to AEW. Oh, my God. With all of the people that... Well, I say all the people. With the yeah. two people that have left that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, they've both been now linked with AEW by merciless AEW marks who are like, oh, well, he's got on his way to AEW, is he? I'm like, no, of course he's not. Because no. that would be the equivalent of like in 2009 going, oh, Brock Lesnar's left WWE. Is he going to TNA? No. <laughs> no, he's not going to TNA. What about Ring of Honor? No, well, of course not. It's it's small plays. It's, you know. It's, well, we'd, we'd mentioned before we started Tony recording. Khan might be able to offer him a big contract. Yeah. 
But that isn't like as much as people like to think that Brock is all about the money, he is, but he's also about the status as well. Yeah. And part of being WWE champion is the status symbol of being WWE champion. Yeah. And being the best in the industry. And he knows that WWE is the pinnacle of the best in the industry. Yeah. Because of its history and its longevity. Well, and he knows he can walk straight back in whenever he wants to for a he good does. contract. So if he goes to Tony Khan. He's pissing that down the drain. He's pissing his relationship with Vince down the drain. And he's not going to throw away guaranteed money. No. So there's that. To do like four matches yeah. in a year in front of potentially like 80,000 people. So yeah. he's not going to turn that down. So of course he's going to be like, well, obviously I'll keep that relationship strong. But and then it- it's the little things as well where it's the same people that will then complain and moan about WWE employing these old people like Lesnar. Yeah. Who would then immediately turn around and go, how good is AEW? They they managed to get him. They managed to get Brock fucking Lesnar, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you say that, but then you've now got Brock Lesnar. It was <laughs> it was the same problem WWE. I mean, had. I would absolutely. There's a part of me that would be like, you know how when um Russo was hired by WCW, there oh. were people thinking that Russo was actually a plant by WWE to ruin WCW. Like, <laughs> I'd love it if that happened with Brock. Like Brock got signed by AEW, and then he just bulldozed his way through AEW. Yeah just destroying everyone and making them all look terrible and having these terrible matches making the show just look to boring. make AEW look shit <laughs> so the AEW falls and then people go i think brock was a plant by vince to <laughs> ruin AEW it's like no that's what bischoff's for <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's there <laughs> and soon enough they'll hire bro Vince Russo, bro. Oh, if they bring Vince Russo in, I will actually I fucking love it. I will actually watch. <laughs> I'll actually watch AEW if that happens. Oh, I want to see Brandy Rhodes on a pole match. Oh, put, <laughs> do you know what? Put everything on a pole. Put AEW on a pole. <laughs> oh, Tony God. Khan on a pole match, but he'd actually fucking love that, wouldn't he? He would. He'd be get the really center. Be up there with a big smile on his face. Like, se- I'm hey the guys, se- I'm loving this. I'm the center of attention for a match. <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, Brock is. A free agent yes. in the realist sense of the word. Word. I know they often say that about like Cena and Undertaker being a yeah. free agent, but they're not a free agent. They're employed by WWE. There's just not a raw SmackDown. Like Brock is legit not signed by anyone. He can He's, do whatever he is he currently likes. unemployed. Um, I love that. Brock needs to head down to the the um, job center because he's unemployed. COVID's hit him hard. He's gonna he's suffered as well. But what Brock Lesnar will likely do, it seems like he'll. Just because he's, from what I can tell, he's mm. quite a secluded man, quite a private man. Yes. Anyway, we know that. So I think it's just he's just going to enjoy not retirement. It's not a retirement in any way, but he can just fuck off for like a year <laughs> and it won't matter. He could just go and just be on his ranch for a year, wait for COVID to all blow over, then sign a new contract with WWE when there are fans back. Yeah. And then he'll as come soon as... He might not like the idea of there being no fans. Yeah. So he's probably of the view where he goes, my contract's up. I don't need the money. Yeah. So instead of getting myself locked into a contract where they then turn around and go, oh, I know you don't like no fans, but we really need you for this show. Can you be there? Yeah. You're under contract. We have X amount of shows with you. We really need you for this show. And him being like, oh, fine. You know, mm. if he's not under contract, you know, give them shit. He, <laughs> just, he can just stop call, stop returning Vince's calls until he feels ready himself to come back. Yeah. And then he'll call Vince and say, hey, Vince, love to come back. And he'll, they'll be like, fantastic. That's it. Exactly. Here's $10 million. For five, <laughs> matches. For five matches. But we can scrap the fifth one if you don't want to do it. But um, yeah, no, I think Brock will be back in, uh, you know, soon enough. Yeah. 
Um, Although on the other end of the scale, apparently Goldberg still has a contract. And Gold- well, apparently he does. Goldberg's yeah. apparently still owed matches. So I'd love it if he just had a match with Roman and Roman beat him in like thirty seconds. But that, like that's the rest of his matches he's owed. It's yes. just against Roman in thirty second squashes. Yeah. Or they'll do what they did with um, uh, was it Dolph? It was Dolph Ziggler, wasn't it? When he had a match against Goldberg and he lost really quickly. And then Dolph was like, oh, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Let's do this again. And he gets back in the ring and gets speared again. Oh, yeah. And then he's getting, this happened about four times because Goldberg kept on walking off. And then <laughs> Ziggler was like, God, Mike was like, is that the best you can do? Ring the bell again. <laughs> Goldberg came running back down. They could just do that, but ring the bell each time. Get him to pin each time. They go, well, that's one match, two match, three match. And that's your contract. Yeah, Goodbye, Vince is, Goldberg. Vince is just backstage with the contract ticking them off. Like, yeah. yep, note done. And we've got one more. Can Dolph just get back on the mic and offer him one more? And we're done. And we're done. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yes, Goldberg is still around. Yeah. Uh, but Brock, we'll see what happens. Uh, the other person I was going to talk about who is people have gone, oh, is he going to AUW now? <laughs> um, is Maro Ranallo, who oh, yeah. shockingly has quit WWE or. You know, sort of left WWE on good terms. They've parted ways is the best way to describe it because it's not like a thing where I think before there was issues around his mental health and other things that he just couldn't cope. There seemed there were stories circulating about him being uh, the victim of bullying. Yeah, there was all that sort of stuff before. But this time it seems as though... It's amicable. It's amicable. I think... Well, let's see. Right. So Marrow put on his Facebook page saying... I appreciate the opportunity I had to realise my childhood dream of working in sports entertainment, and I wish WWE well in the future. Now, I want to direct my focus and devote my time to my other projects and to my mental health charitable activities and the well-being of my mother and myself. So, Mm -hmm. there's interesting elements of that, um, particularly... Uh, him saying the well-being of his mother which implies that his mother's probably ill and so he probably wants to spend more time with her which yeah. is fair enough and also you know he does have his issues with his mental health uh you know his um documentary by was it bipolar rock and roller i, I think, think it was called that. yeah very good documentary very well worth a watch if you haven't seen it um but he's you know he's he's left on good terms and so i think in a period of time at some point in the future he'll come back if he feels comfortable to come back i think the door is because he clearly enjoys it like you see him when he's doing his commentary on nxt and stuff he clearly he really gets into it he enjoys doing it i just think like he's the most authentic and enthusiastic member of Mm. that team and also with covid and everything it might be a thing where he's gone a bit like brock in a way he's like thinking i'll just give it a rest for a little while till everything's back to normal and then i'll come back yeah. And when with it... Mauro, I think, you know, he's beloved amongst the wrestling fans. Yeah. And I think people like Triple H recognise that. And I think if Mauro was like, do you know what? I'm going to step away for the moment. You know, it's been fantastic, but I need to step away for a, a while. And yeah. when I feel comfortable, I'd love to come back. And they'd be like, yeah, door's always open. And he'll come back at some point. So I think that's probably the way it's gone. Yeah, I hope that's the case. And I just think I, it's nice that it's this time around. It's actually a pleasant way of leaving. Yeah. And it, I mean, I wish him all the best. I hope he does sort of, you know, get himself better. Yeah. But the thing is, it's family. like he might just want to do some boxing stuff. Well, he says he's got or other... some MMA stuff, which is stuff he's done, commentary stuff he's done before. So. And he says he's got other projects. So I'm thinking yeah. like if he's got personal projects he wants to work Maybe on. Maybe he's writing a book or something. Yeah. Why not? You know, it's like. So, I mean, it's. It's it sucks as wrestling fans, but I think if you look at it as a human being, I'm excited for it. Yeah, and uh, the next person I'm going to talk about. So we got some. Those are the departures. Mm-hmm. 
we go to good news now, so it returns. So um, I'm afraid I've got some good news. Because <laughs> Wade Barrett's back. And oh. he, you know, talking about the NXT commentary team, you know, Marrow has gone. Yep. Vic Joseph is perfectly adequate in being able to step into the spot of play-by-play. I think he's good at doing that. He's and really he's been, good, He's yeah. been good on NXT. Much better on NXT than he was when he was on Raw. I don't know why, just... Maybe better the, on NXT than Raw. But maybe the style of wrestling on NXT suits his style better. I don't know, maybe. But either way, um, I think he wasn't ready for Raw because he wasn't well-known enough to be the main play-by-play guy on Raw. Absolutely not, no. Um, but he is good, and he's replacing Mauro. But replacing Nigel McGuinness as token British man is Wade Barrett. <laughs> I mean, to be more specific, uh, former wrestling British man. For, British former wrestler. Yeah, British former wrestler now on commentary. Uh, Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett. But he proved himself. He's so good. Yeah. He is so entertaining. He's, he's brilliant. And when just the way he says everything is all, you know, like that. I can't really do his accent because it's Preston, isn't Preston's it? It's like hard. Northern. Preston is essentially an accent. That's it's a bit quite, like Manchester. It's, very, it's a bit like that. It's a, but it's then a, I just go Yorkshire when I do that. It's a combination of Yorkshire and Manchester. I'm offending all of North of England right now. <laughs> well, this is why instead of me doing it, I'm going to explain it. It comes across... It's a very stern accent. He has a very English. kind of like, I speak like that. And da, da, da. It's got that kind of like rhythm to it. It's also, it's also he does his bad news voice sometimes. Finn Balor. <laughs> The new NXT champion, Finn Balor. I like how you're like, I can't do his accent, but I will continue trying. Finn Balor, though, <laughs> interestingly. Yeah, yeah. Wa- William Regal. Oh, yeah. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. <laughs> Finn Balor. Um, oh, <laughs> like he's a hay balor. Yeah. But uh, Wade Barrett, great to see him on commentary. He's, oh, yeah. he's got a great voice for it. He did um, World of Sport commentary. Yes. Uh, when that was briefly back on TV in the UK. And um, he's also done various things for was it Lucha Underground. He did some work with, he did, and he's done maybe Impact. He or, did NWA as well. Is it NWA? Yeah. NWA for a brief period. Uh, it was a huge loss for them, but a big gain for the WWE. Big gain for WWE. I mean, he's someone that I think because he left, and it was this idea of like he's done with wrestling. Yeah, and he wants to make a career in movies. Which I even at the time I thought, mate, come on. There's only so many Guy Ritchie movies that you could be in that you're not going to. It's also, get the audition for is he hoping that he's basically going to turn up to audition and they go well we couldn't get Jason Statham so you'll do so we've got Bad News Barrett Bad News Barrett <laughs> I'd love it if they put it in the credits as Bad News Barrett too um, but yeah so Barrett's back and I think it's fantastic that he's it, back he's, he's a great character Like, and that's one of the things like he's a good wrestler I mean I'm going to say but his wrestling isn't the thing he's known for the thing yeah. he's known for is I'm a f- <laughs> can I get your attention please I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> um, I, it seems to be as well that it is a broadcast position. So there's no real... It would seem as though that is the case at yes. the moment. But I wouldn't put it past WWE to basically go, he's here just to jog your memory a bit of Wade Barrett. And then maybe... One thing I'm very happy about is he's Wade Barrett. Yeah, he's Wade Barrett now. They didn't bring him back and go, bad news Barrett's here. It's like, no, it's no, a bit dated. We can bring him back as Wade he's Barrett. Wade Barrett, that's his name. That's his WWE name. It's Wade Barrett. I thought when I saw I the think news, it's great. I, was, I was thinking, maybe they'll bring him back as Stu Bennett because he's on broadcast no, now. Yeah. So it's kind of like, all right, your real name's nah. back now. I think it's great he's Wade Barrett. I'd love for him Absolutely. to do an NXT version of bad news oh no <laughs> just do a bad news segment just like just let him do commentary for christ's sake him on commentary and he starts getting out his gavel and starts banging the table <laughs> can you can you tell which one of us liked bad news barrett and which one of us didn't <laughs> i loved the bad news barrett bit when 
like he was you know he had the the really tall oh the really tall podium podium yeah and there was a match between who was it between it was between two kind of basic people it might have been that basic by like lower mid lower mid card at yeah. the time it might have been someone like and and don't take any offense to this AEW fans but Cody Rhodes like when Cody Rhodes was doing stuff in WWE and it was just like oh yeah. Cody's here everyone can accept you know, that Cody when WWE he was, was in that stage when he was just like yeah. no one gave a fuck um and he was up on the thing bang the thing going boring boring <laughs> this match is really boring 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 <laughs> this is boring and going like that, it was like, I mean, didn't he spend first, the whole show up? There? He, he did the whole match. That yeah. whole, match, oh, the whole match. The whole match, match happened. It might have been, yeah. And I can't remember who it was, but two people having this match, and he spent the entire time up on this podium, just yelling, chanting, "This is boring" and stuff like this, <laughs> all the way through the match. It's fantastic. I am, I am excited for him to be back. I think he's similar to like Samoa Joe, where he's someone that you have on broadcast, and you think, yeah, I didn't really expect this. Mm. Kind of out of the blue. All right, but then yeah. you sort of think about it more, especially with someone like Wade Barrett. You think about it more and more, and you realize, like, no, he's perfect for this. You know, people talk about dream commentary teams. Like, yeah, um, I love Corey Graves, and he would be on kind of most of my dream commentary teams. But mm. right now, when you look at the people in WWE, who would I want to see on a commentary team? I've got Wade Barrett, Samoa Joe, and I don't know who. I mean. By proxy, it would have to be Michael Cole because he's the best play-by-play guy they've got, really. Over 25 years or something like that? Yeah, 25 years. So, because you need a play-by-play guy and they've just got rid of Mauro. It would be Mauro, but he's just gone. So, I guess Michael Cole. But Wade Barrett and Samoa Joe as color commentators. That'd be fantastic. Oh, it's brilliant. It's so clever. It's just like... You, and also as well, the two sides of it, like Samoa Joe being the uh, uber-intensive technical wrestler, but then Wade Barrett being the charismatic character. Yeah. Oh, it's, they play off. They play off each other so well. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for that. Um, and fair play to him from going from I'd say the NWA, which was a very like the smallest promotion I can think of that is yeah. available to people to watch. Um, going from that to a probably fairly good deal at wwe yeah so fair play to him so yeah it'd be interesting to see what he, what he does in wwe whether it's just commentary or something more maybe yeah we'll get into that um <laughs> my thoughts on things <laughs> um a couple of other just returns as well Sami Zayn is back um with his intercontinental title that he never lost but he was stripped of uh and now they're doing a kind of like cena versus punk thing of them both having the title and hat holding oh, up. Oh, yeah. And it'll be like an undisputed Intercontinental Championship match or something at some point, which will be interesting. That'll be... Great way to bring him back, too. Great way to bring, bring him back. Um, Sammy looks a little bit more insane because he just let his hair grow and just hasn't done anything about it. So he's very hairy in the face and the head. He doesn't look like an Intercontinental Champion. No. He's also... <laughs> it's also this thing of, like, he had... He met up with Cesaro and Shinsuke backstage. Yeah. And it was just like, hey, guys, I'm back. <laughs> and they were just like, yeah, it turned out we didn't need you. Yeah, We don't want you in the champions. We won the anymore. tag titles. And look, we got the tag titles. And this is the champions lounge. And <laughs> we need to have like a private conversation, just us two. So could you leave? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, sure, dudes. I'll see you later. So we had a call. And it's just like, Sammy, they've rejected you. Yeah, you've been shunned. Yeah, you, you fucked off for five months. And now oh. you're just back and like, hey, guys, I'm back. I'm no. the true intercontinental champion. Get out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> um, 
any other return just to end on is uh, Austin Theory because he's back on NXT. Uh, he was in Seth Rollins' little group. He was a disciple. He was a disciple. And then he wasn't on TV for a while. And people were like, I haven't seen Austin Theory in a while. And then he was gone for absolutely ages. And now he's just back but on NXT. And it's like, yeah. Okay. It, it, didn't you mention as well that it was really funny that he's bragging about being at WrestleMania? He bragged that he was on WrestleMania on on NXT last week. He bragged he was on WrestleMania, and you go, yeah, I wouldn't really be bragging about that because you were then gone for ages, and now you're not on yeah. Raw you're anymore. In, you're back on NXT, so you're, you're not even in the ring. Yeah, it's like Mark Gingerak um, <laughs> bragging that he was in Evolution. Like, mate, you're in one VT, <laughs> and it didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go well, so you know I wouldn't be talking about that that much. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, so Austin Theory's back in NXT. Clearly, Vince has lost all faith in that guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, various returns and departures. It's been a busy yeah. old one. Busy old week for that. It's been very busy. Also, I would just, I've just seen... <laughs> also, some... I mean, a, a name we haven't actually brought... Paul Heyman has returned. Yeah, he's actually Paul on screen Heyman now. is with, you know, with Roman. Yeah. And, you know, that's a return in itself. And, you know, I love seeing Paul Heyman managing people he's great at being the mouthpiece for people who you know they can do some promo stuff i mean there's people yeah. like punk who's a great promo guy who just needed paul there to basically hold up the belt behind him That's which pretty... is just a great look for because he didn't need paul to speak for him yeah but then you got brock who definitely needs paul to do all his speaking for him yeah and he can do both of those roles and i think it'd be great with roman because roman is a good when he wants to roman can be a good promo but heel Roman could just be like, Paul, you take it. Yeah. No, it, it's also and with the news that Lesnar is now a free agent and gone, they're sticking with it. Yeah. And, now, and those it. two will be, you know, I think some people might have been a bit surprised by it and being like, yeah. they're putting them two together. It only really makes sense because they've been feuding essentially for the last like five years between like Roman and Brock. And mm. so the idea of him just taming with it does make sense. It makes perfect sense yeah. because at no point, like, there are other people that Brock has faced that Paul has been like, you? All right, fine. Mm. Brock will destroy you. But there are other people like AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns that Paul has never at any point said that they're shit and they're terrible and Brock will just destroy it. Yeah. He's always said, you are amazing. You are one of the best people in WWE right now, but Brock is better. Yeah. And that's what he always said. So he's never putting them down. He never put Roman down and said Roman's bad. He always said Roman's fantastic, one of the best in the business. Yeah. But Brock is Brock. And, and you, <laughs> you've got to look at it as well that Paul, Heyman's, Paul Heyman is always recruiting. Yes, he's always, he's never... You know, he's never not shopping around. Yeah, he's never not shopping around. And so, you know, the idea that he would then be able to just sort of basically say to Roman, look, I've got an offer for you mm. and you can take it, you can leave it, but yeah. I'll guarantee you get your universal title back. Yeah. I'm going to do it. You know, and I can see that. And it makes so much sense that, yeah, he doesn't give a shit about his credibility. He doesn't give a shit not. that he was with Brock and now he's back. Now he's with Roman. He don't care. That's, that's business a, is business. It's a hell of a jump, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there is business. Paul Heyman's had his experiments, and he's had some of those experiments not work out. So yeah. there's, there's Curtis Axel is a great example of that. But it's these little things where you can see Heyman is always kind of thinking, well, there's always the next, there's the next Lesnar. Yeah. I can jump across and go somewhere else. There'll always be a next big thing. That's yeah, <laughs> that's it. So it's like it reigns is reigns and Heyman will be a perfect pairing if done well. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll go on to our next topic. Um, I mean, I don't want to really go into too much detail about this stuff, but I just thought I'd talk about NXT because yeah. NXT is on tonight. 
What? As opposed to tomorrow night, we're going, it's normally Wednesday, but it's on Super Tuesday today. Week. Um Because the NHL playoffs are happening. So is it the NHL that's screwing NXT? Yeah, but it's like um, AEW was on Saturday last week because of, I think, NBA playoffs. It was NBA playoffs, yeah. Um, So they were moved to Saturday. So a similar thing happened to NXT this week and next week as well. It's mm. on Tuesday because of the NHL playoffs and the final next week. Damn. Okay. So it's interesting, the show. Yeah. So they're doing. So tonight's NXT, we're going to have a main event of a four way 60 minute Ironman match for the NXT title, which is the second half of the show. Yeah. Like, the entire second hour will be this. Love it. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Tomasa Champa versus Finn Balor versus Adam Cole, baby. Um, baby. And Way Barrett is on commentary for a second week. Yeah. Oh, it's you know that's what? some good news. What a great episode to be on commentary for. I know, right? It's, it's, it's Amazing. fantastic. Um, yeah. So I mean, I think that's going to be a really interesting match. Uh, my view is Champ is going to win the title. I was going to about to ask you, who do you think? Yeah, I think Champ is going to win the title because he's just returned. Triumphant comeback. He is someone and... else who I could have put into the return. Like, literally, so many people have returned in the last week. Yeah. So Master Champ is someone I completely forgot. He's returned as well. Oh, but he's involved in this. This is. But he's, he's returned, yeah. and he beat the hell out of Jake Atlas on NXT this past week. The poor, most baby face of baby faces. Poor Jake. Poor little Jake. <laughs> um, but yeah, Champ is actually a heel. Heel. Um, Love a which Champ. Which is cool. Love Champ, Champ, Champ is much better as a heel. And I just think he's, you know, fresh back. He wants Goldie back. Yeah. I think he's going to take the title, but... You don't I, agree with me. I have a, a varying theory, although yeah. I do really like your theory. Yeah. I feel like that would be a fantastic way to book it. I mean, honestly, any of them would be fine. Any of them are fine. You know, it'd be interesting to see Finn Balor with the NXT title again, honestly. It's but... like any any single, yeah, I was going to say any single one of them in the match, yeah. you kind of go, oh, there's something you can do with it. But in terms of your prediction? My prediction would be that it. I feel like because of the unfortunate incident with Karrion Cross, mm. um, with Keith Lee going to the main roster, I feel like they're just going to do like a hard reset. Give it back to Adam Cole. Yeah. So sort of almost revert back to that sort point in time. Sort of the last two champions happened and just carry and on just, with Adam Cole. And just push Adam Cole a bit further. But then I thought, there is holes in it where I feel like it does muddy his long run. Where you kind of, oh, he just happens to be back on it now. Yeah. But I thought, they'll do like a hard reset. Have him go with it. It keeps Undisputed Era on NXT. Which I feel like is something they're really wanting to do. Yeah. Um, but then I think they'll just push with that and then he'll lo- he'll lose it in another mm. like epic match. Yeah. So further on down the line, someone else will get a chance to beat Adam Cole in an amazing match. That's true. So there's that. But I, to be honest, I feel like your theory on this of Tommaso Ciampa coming back and getting Goldie back. I mean, I think it'd be great. And I also think a match between Ciampa and a returning, uh, I was going to call him Killer Cross then, sorry, <laughs> Carrion Cross. Carrion Cross. Uh, a returning, returning Carrion Cross bit of a tongue twister really well that's that's who he started, started. Cro- cross and champa fighting each other for the nxt title would be amazing yeah he's not the first that's carrying cross went after champa didn't he when he first turned up or was it the other way around yes no, they champa started calling out carrying cross when i think champa i can't remember back. but they had yeah they've got history they've got history now and then so i think those two in in the kind of new ruthless champa yeah i almost think that if cross hadn't um, got injured. Yeah. I think his next opponent would have been Champa. I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I sort of feel like it would have been Champa. So, um, yeah. So, so I think I think Champa will win that. But you know, 
any one of them. That's oh, the thing, great thing about NXT is they have a match like that and you go, for the most part with matches like that, you go, yeah, I don't really care who wins. Kind of happy with whoever wins here. I can, you can almost see where they're going to go with each champion. The only time I haven't had that is with these uh, NXT North American title ladder matches because there's mm. always like one or two in there that I go... I don't mind any of the rest of them, but those two, fuck no. Yeah, there's also like there's also particularly one that I'm like absolutely this person. Like the original one, I was like the one person I absolutely do not want to win was Lars Sullivan. Yeah, and, and he didn't, thank God. Luckily, he became like a sponge yeah. for a lot of the. Moves. And then the most recent one, it was like Velveteen Dream cannot have him win. It'd just be so bad publicity for WWE. It's you know what, it's so funny as well because I think he was the person in the first match that I was like absolutely have him win this. Yeah, exactly. In the yeah. first one, the first I was one. like Velveteen has to be the one to win this. Is like matches made for him. But the and then the most recent one, I was like, nope, absolutely not. Absolutely Bottom not. of the list shouldn't even be in the match. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Yes. But yes, <laughs> I mean. Um, I think it'll be a very interesting four-way, 60-minute Iron Man. I hope it's not like Brett and Sean. I hope it doesn't go nil, 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 oh, nil for what? all four of them. I want it to be a big one where it's like someone's two, one up, and then two it, two points up to the others having one each, and then someone gets another right at the end, and then there's two people left. It might end up being a thing where two people draw. Is this the first as winners, ever... and then they have a one-on-one match down the line? Is this the first ever multi-man Iron Man match in WWE? It must be because I've never heard of WWE doing one. Because as soon as you just mentioned the scoring system just then, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that before." It's not be like nil, 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 one. What I hope is that it's like WWE Two K games, and they've got like the names in the and the little numbers the bottom. next to them, or if they had little pictures of them, little faces across the screen <laughs> with the score, or in each corner of the screen, and they've got their score next to their face i'd love that i'd be game for it i'd be absolutely game for that um some other just notes about nxt um at takeover 30 they had three screens three giant x's yeah big x on the screen which was a sorry stage that was a screen yeah and then two little side x screens um they've left the two side x screens which i think as part of the stage setup and i think it looks amazing i'm hoping that is not because they had to kind of leave it up and they maybe recorded this episode yeah, it was during a, that. I don't know. But I really hope it stays I as hope part it of the stays because I think it's great. Looks cool. Yeah. Uh, Breezango won their first tag team titles after beating Imperium. They were, do you know what? They were so happy in their backstage segment that they almost broke character. <laughs> they were so excited and so happy they won a battle. I thought it was great. That's their first championships, isn't it? I think it is actually as... Yeah. Because uh, has Breeze ever won a singles belt? I know Fandango hasn't. God, I don't think he has. So I think this is their first... I mean, they've been in the company for years. Yeah. I think this might actually be their first title that they've ever won. I mean, fact check me, but I think that's right. I'm, I'm going to not... have to now look that up. Yeah, I think, because I'm pretty sure Tyler Breeze never won an NXT championship but they before never, he was called did up. They ever, did Breezango ever win like the SmackDown tag team titles or something? I don't think they have. Because I don't think they were on the main roster long enough. <laughs> uh, it's It's... Um, is Breeze's first uh, championship title, and I'm sure it's Fandango's. I'm certain. Yes, it is Fandango's first one. They have also got the fact that uh, Johnny Curtis won NXT season four. <laughs> I guess that yeah. doesn't really count as a championship. No, uh, but yeah, this is their first titles ever. That's weird in WWE, and they've been in the company. Both of them in the company for like six, seven, eight years. Whatever. It's also funny that they've both been in NXT, both left NXT, and then both come back to NXT only to then win championship. Win a championship. But, you know, you've got to love to see it. The two of them are fantastic. They've they've 
become better yeah, since they've become Breezango and start, they started doing the comedy stuff on main roster, which was actually quite good and well done. The Fashion Police was started as a thing that I really didn't like, and it yeah. only took another wep- like episode of it that I was like, I'm in love with it. Yeah, when they started doing like Twin Peaks parodies and things oh, like that, you know, it's like... it was superb. But you take a team like that and put it in the sort of melting pot and freedom that you're given in NXT, yeah, and they just ran away with it when yeah. they did Emporium. I in, was, yeah, I was in tears. It was it's brilliant. so funny. Yeah perfect and then when they did the mounty and oh. all that sort of stuff as well they and the astronauts yeah and the astronauts they're so creative creative yep. and it's just fantastic and the only other thing about nxt i really wanted to talk about was the fact that robert stone is the best comedy act in wwe today and it's not so it's not easy to do be a comedy act in wwe it's yeah. incredibly hard because often it comes off as corny or really forced or you look at them and think, God, you're better than doing that shit. Yeah. It's- you're such a good wrestler. And why are you reducing yourself to doing sort of shit comedy stuff? Robert Stone has been fantastic in that role. It's hard to be a comedy act that's not annoying. Yes. Like, our truth is nailing it. Yeah. And that's like, it's a rare breed. It's a rare breed to actually find someone who's naturally funny. And Robert Stone is fantastic. Like, he's basically done the same gag about three times now. He got run over by a tank. But he does it in such a way that I just, I piss myself laughing when I see it. It's almost endearing. It's endearing. Like, oh. he'll be like, he was walking down to the ring on NXT. He falls forward. Shotzi Blackheart's in a little tank, rolling over his back. And then he's got, like, the front half of his body just flailing around and screaming. It's incredible. While, he, while you have Aaliyah trying to pull the tank off. <laughs> he's just like, he sells it so well that yeah. he makes it look both painful, but also makes it look funny. Hilarious. Yeah. See, rare breed. Honestly. It's a rare breed. Robert Stone is a talent. I want a Robert Stone brand t-shirt, yes. please. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I think that's Christmas sorted for both of us, I think. <laughs> We're on some RSB t-shirts. RSB for life. <laughs> for life. <laughs> Too sweet. <laughs> Okay, so we'll go on to our last segment, which is just a little thought, you know, our pro- thought processes behind what we think yeah. retribution is going to be. Where we um, think it's going to go. Where we think it's going to go, because we're still not really sure anything about them. They're still basically doing the same thing, but I think there's more to it. Yeah. Um, I think also they're what, in the same standpoint as us, where they're still figuring out where yeah, this goes. Yeah, I think every week they just go, right, what are we doing with retribution this week? Yeah. They never thought out at the beginning... This is the person who leads it. This yeah. is when we're going to reveal them. It's like these conversations we have now. These about are the it. people who are in it. Yeah. Like, I don't even think they've really decided on that yet. No, I think there's there's conversations that should have been had weeks and weeks ago that we're having now and they're likely having too. Yeah. That we're going, well, what, what would the ideas be for this? It's like they're doing this now as well. It's this, where do we go from here? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what's your viewpoint of the way you think it's going to go? So, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast already. I might have. Um, but I'm still in the view that Retribution will end up being revealed to be owned and run by Shane McMahon. And that Shane McMahon running Raw Underground is his way of recruiting people into Raw, into Retribution. I mean, it's definitely a thought. And it being a whole thing about how Shane is sick of how Vince is running the company. Yeah. Um, he had, like, originally, the whole obviously the whole kayfabe story about WCW being bought and then Shane McMahon appearing on the last Nitro. Yeah. 
um, there were real elements of that where Shane really wanted to run Nitro yeah. as a company that is owned by WWE but becomes like its own show. Own thing, yeah. Um, then that never happened. He also wanted to do that with ECW as well. Yeah, he wanted to run that concurrently. Yeah, and like, then Vince was like, mm, nah, we're going to do it as WWE ECW and it's going to be on sci-fi and then yeah. it was just done the way Vince wanted it done and then it became a shit thing. And Shane has always maintained that he wanted to do ECW more legit. Yeah, and he wanted to be like, uh, if, if think about it this way, if the network was around then, yeah, they would have done that. Yeah, um, I think at one point he wanted to move ECW online. Yeah, he wanted to because he, he realized that you could get around FCC rules and things yes. like that by doing it online. So he could end up doing these sort of so deathmatch style matches. Yes, yeah, so you could do like proper like rated R TV show stuff with ECW on wwe.com yeah. behind a paywall and behind like an yeah. age bracket and then you're done he was like thinking of the network years ahead of when others were thinking of that kind of an idea of doing something online and streaming it wholly online exactly so i think shane has got reason to say okay well in kayfabe we can kind of bring this in and also he could just generally kind of feel as though triple h is taking his spot but the thing is if um he was kind of pissed off with Triple H. He'd have taken retribution to NXT, which he hasn't. So, I know, yeah. There's that so clearly about... that's not an element of it. But if it is Shane, hey, it could you know could bring in some of these things or him feeling as though he wants retribution on Stephanie maybe because he feels as though he's being considered the like you know less important child or whatever. Like, like he's third in line for the throne. Yes, Triple H is there. Stephanie's also there. Yeah, and it's like, well, where am I in this sort of pyramid of people? Yeah. I was supposed to be the prodigal son, you know. It was like I was yeah. supposed to be the the man to take over from my father, who took over from his father, who took from his father, kind of. Thing. And, and now Stephanie like, and Triple H have taken that away from me, so I'm want some retribution, and yeah. I, I get that. Yeah, it's like Shane went away um, to make something of himself outside of wrestling. Yeah, did to that prove himself? Yeah. yeah, to prove himself as a, a worthy businessman, and he yes. did that in China. Came yeah. back. And then it's, yeah, it's kind of, he's now seeking his retribution of like, I expected to come back and kind of take over, but I feel like I've come back and Triple H has taken over. Yeah, in my absence. Yeah, so I would kind of like to, if Triple H gets NXT, I want WWE. I want Raw. Yeah, so he's going to come back and take his show. Um, Yeah. And even the thing about how he ran SmackDown, but then SmackDown gets taken off him. Yeah. And there's little things like that where I think they can both justify retribution Mm. and Raw Underground in one yeah but i think no, no, there's a lot to it with that yeah uh there's a lot to it m- more than what i had for my idea but no but the thing is but it's easy <laughs> it's easy to put history and link history there yeah because it's already there the yeah. fact that it will never be linked to that is so ultimately simple. retribution can't be led by just like cedric alexander or someone like yeah. it needs to be someone who has some gravitas some some reason, power some power some prestige within the industry whether that's someone who's a former main eventer or someone who's a former world champion mm. or someone like shane yeah who is someone who's sort of important yeah you know, in some way and i'll say as well I'll preface that uh, well i shouldn't preface i've said it already uh i will say that it's i can't take all the credit for this mm. partly my brother in conversation with him he casually mentions that like yeah. oh shane would be a good guy yeah i think a few people Actually, have suggested that it's like the raw underground could be some sort of like you know, feeder system for yeah. retribution members. It, it started from like him he's saying training that. people and recruiting people through underground. Yeah, and it's never been fully explained why he's doing underground. So, I, yeah, that was partly my brother's thing, where he casu- he's very casual watcher of wrestling, but he picked up on that when he saw Shane on Raw Underground. Mm. He was like, "Well, why would Shane run it?" And he was, like, "Oh, yeah. maybe it's some sort of recruitment for this gang that are coming in." And I was like, "Yeah, 
oh shit okay that's not bad now <laughs> my my opinion uh well my idea of what it could be about retribution uh plays into this idea that um the hacker storyline yes came about hooded man you don't know his identity causing havoc sounds very some fairly uh familiar if i can speak <laughs> sorry apparently i can't speak too English excited anymore. to tell you my idea it's so excited uh it sounds familiar um yes the hacker uh is actually the leader of uh retribution because it explains the fact that these people who are just basically people with baseball bats mm. and chainsaws somehow can like make the lights and the electricity flash on, yeah. on and off now it made sense in the first week when we first introduced to them because it was like they destroyed a generator so, it so kind the of idea with... is that, that yeah there were always these problems all the way through the show and you're going oh that's because they messed with the generator right i get that right but now it's just like a warning thing the lights flash and they go oh god they're here and then they come out and it's like so someone must be orchestrating the light flickering which yeah. i think is the hacker smart right i also think the hacker is wade barrett oh okay right <laughs> because i, I was think, warned about this theory but i'm intrigued because i think wade barrett even though i don't think it really like the visual to me even me thinking about it, the visual doesn't make sense of having wade barrett in a hoodie and turn around and go <laughs> afraid i've got some bad news um like it's i just think he was someone who i think if we're playing off the retribution idea of the name and going where does that link in mm -hmm. well he was someone who should have been world champion. People have said for years that Wade Barrett should have been world champion. He should have beaten John Cena years ago yep. when he was leading Nexus. And Nexus are a very similar, kind of have very similar tactics, at least when Nexus first debuted. It was very similar to the way that Retribution were introduced, you know, mm. just going down there, causing havoc, scaring the commentary team away <laughs> tearing stuff up they haven't choked anyone with a tie yet but no i'm sure they would if no they one's got, been fired just if yet greg hamilton's around i'm sure they'll grab his tie and start choking him <laughs> um but uh yeah I, it's it, the way that their tactics are very similar which you could imagine that if uh way barrett's thinking i want to do nexus again but better yeah. and this time more successful that he leads these people and they do similar tactics. They have a similar attitude to the yeah. way they want to do things. And his retribution is getting his own back on WWE for not for holding him back when he felt like he should have been forward. Also, he could end up winning the world title from Drew McIntyre because he's annoyed that Drew McIntyre was the first British world champion when he should have been the first British world champion. Yeah. There's something to be said in that. Oh, that would be good, actually. My only thing is that it means Wade Barrett's the hacker, which means Wade Barrett is very good at like hacking things and coding. He's like, what? No, but what you could do there <laughs> is instead of it being Wade Barrett that's the hacker, he employed the hacker to do this. Maybe, yeah, it and could he have been started it the hacker that. is someone who is not the leader, mm. but he's, I he's think a tool. In he's the... a tool within the, the the game of it all. Yeah, yeah. That's I actually kind of like that, mostly because as yeah. well, it would end up with essentially an all British main event. Yes, for a WWE championship. Can you imagine that at WrestleMania. Fuck, yeah. Main event of WrestleMania, Drew McIntyre versus Wade Barrett for the world title. And then maybe we put WrestleMania in England. You know, yes. Maybe we put it in London. Maybe at Wembley Stadium. That'd yeah. be amazing. Maybe we've got the capabilities to do that, Vince. Yes. So, and I, mean, I think Americans are perfectly capable of watching WrestleMania in the middle of the afternoon on a Sunday. <laughs> oh, no, I have to watch it at 3 p.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> Welcome to 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sure we'll, we're, we'll be crying for you when we watch WrestleMania yeah. every year until oh, no. five o'clock in the morning on a Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> It'll finish before dinner. Like it's uh, it's it's made for it. Yeah. I think if it leads to that. Um, I mean, the... either, either way, I mean, just them two having a, you know, you could end up with a thing where Survivor Series, for example, could end up being Way Barrett's team, uh, him leading a team of retribution people yeah. against uh, Drew McIntyre and his, like, team WWE people, which I already know yeah. will include Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, Apollo Crews. Um, oh, yeah. Those three will all be in there because they've already been doing stuff with this kind of retribution stuff and also kind of other things related to the Hurt business and stuff like that. Do you know what would be wicked as well? I, just, I got a little bit of a, a shiver mm. when I thought of this. Would be that you don't... Like Wade Barrett doesn't announce his team. His mm. team is wet retribution. All but, undercover. But, but at the main event, he unveils them one by one. So as they're in the match. So yeah. just before the match starts, he unveils them one by one. Yeah. It's like... Oh fuck! Like we won't know who they are and until we're there. And in kayfabe, it gives their opponents absolutely no prep yeah. for being able to prepare for who they're facing. You don't know who you're facing. Yeah, I love that. That's an interesting thing because so it could be. I mean, when you think about these things, you've got to think to like the next main pay per view and Survivor like Series, Big Four. So Survivor Series is the next one. Now Survivor Series. When's that? November. Yeah. It could be they do the same as Survivor Series the last few years, which is Raw versus SmackDown and latterly Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT, which they might still do again. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They could revitalize Survivor Series by making it something that's making like it- an old Survivor Series where you actually use the Survivor Series match as a um, tool for forwarding a storyline not just as a kind of oh shit we have to do a survivor series match i guess we'll just force some people together into a match brand versus brand it's like brand versus brand is fine but i think it can take it can take a step aside when there's a story that can really benefit from it yes so oh that would be fantastic yeah so my my pick is uh wade barrett leading it and he is the hacker or maybe he's not the hacker maybe he's hired the hacker Mm. either way Wade Barrett's leading retribution. Wouldn't it be funny, actually, if the hacker still turned out to be Mustafa Ali? Yeah, it could be. And Wade be. Barrett just had him do it. It could be, yeah. Do you know what? The funny thing is, you mentioned Wade Barrett, and my immediate reaction was like, all right, fucking justify that. Yeah. You've very well justified I'm Justified that. <laughs> Yeah, that really works. Surprisingly well. He has a well. reason to be feel like he needs retribution. Yeah. And so, you know, there's... there's I mean, there's kayfabe, there's wrestling. They can work out something what? and say, look, he feels like he was hard done by in his previous run. That's why he left. But now he's returned to kind of claim what he thinks is rightfully his. Yeah, and, like, his fucking master plan is, like, what I'll do is I'll, like... I'll sort of weave my way back into the system. I'll be like, oh, I've done some broadcast work. I'd love to be on commentary. And also, yeah, it kind of... Dis- you're distracted because you're thinking, oh, that's just the guy on commentary over on NXT. Yeah. He's now... He's and you don't think you don't put retribution and Wade Barrett together because they're on different brands and do different things. Yeah, it's all a long game. He's now like intercepted the WWE. He's now inside the WWE. He's an employee. He's an employee. So it's like he'd been sending retribution in his muscle to fuck things up. Yeah, and now he's like, and people are still walking around going, "Well, who is retribution? Who who's leading they? them? Who's you know who's orchestrating all this?" And here he is, just like and Barrett's over in the in full sail, just like well. No one's suspecting it's me. They're paying me. I'm now on the inside. (laughs) That's it. He's now the inside man. Mm. Oh, it works so well, actually. Yeah. There'll be a certain point where they go, we've discovered there's an inside man, but we don't know who the rat is. Who is the person leading retribution from within? And we don't know who it is. Someone's feeding them information. And eventually someone goes, 
I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Oh, <laughs> it's Wade Barrett. Shit, yes. <laughs> anyway, so that's my thoughts. Um, watch, watch none of these things happen. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, we... It's Hornswoggle under the ring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, we've we've talked about this before. But when we first talked about retribution, we didn't yeah. really want to talk about who was in it because we we just think if we predict something, it's definitely not happening. Yeah, we're not going to call it. But, but that... at this point, I would have thought by now we'd know, and we still don't. So I thought we might as well have a discussion about what we think about it. It's so, still. It's also. It's it's still a very fascinating subject to debate because there's. Yeah. I, I mean, everyone's got their ideas. Yeah. These are just our two. I very much like our two ideas, though. Yes. Um, if you want to. Uh, Send us what you think. Oh, share your ideas. I know. Share Holy your shit. share your ideas with us. What you think retribution will be. You can follow us on Twitter at mm. CSWPod. At me, bro. Uh, at us. Also, you can <laughs> at Ring Review PW if you want to tell just Ben and you don't like me. <laughs> Vice um, versa. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I mean, we're wrapping it up now. I just thought it'd be a nice way of wrapping this things up. So like- follow us on Twitter at CSWPod and at Ring Review PW. Follow us on Instagram at CSWPod. Listen back to any of the previous episodes, cswrestlingpodcast.com, or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Acast or any good podcasting apps. I love opening it. I love ending it on an open-ended sort of question of like, yeah. what will retribution be? What will retribution do? We don't know. Oh, all those thoughts. Yeah. I don't know. But eventually, I think we'll get some bad news. It, I, probably... I've made that joke about four times now. <laughs> What will happen is that bad news will be, oh, it, oh, it was shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're doing nothing with it. They're <laughs> doing absolutely nothing with it. Fantastic. Anyway, thank you. Thanks and for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>